You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis. Scoop. Tina Amini. What's up, everybody? And Sam Claiborne. Am I doing it right? No, wait. Waving, you're waving at somebody, I'm sure. <laughs> and we are, of course, podcasting in place, as uh, we will be for the foreseeable future. Uh, but that does not mean we don't have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about Resident Evil 3. We are going to flip through the April 1998 issue of GamePro magazine. But first, as was foretold on last week's episode, The Last of Us Part 2 has been delayed indefinitely. How is that foretold? Again. We talked we about it on last week. Remember? Yeah. Someone wrote in asking if we thought Last of Us 2 was going to be delayed. I think we said no. No, we, we said yes. We said, why do we even tell them that? Well, <laughs> I don't know. But it wasn't delayed because of the content of the game. Um, that's yeah, true. that's true. It was because true. of the content of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They said they were they weren't able to uh, what like deliver it to fans the way or or give fans the the launch that they deserved, something like that. It was somewhat ambiguous. I took it to mean they can't get copies into store shelves. I took it to mean that they are working from home, finishing Mm. up bugs, which they did say specifically that they were right at the final stages of polish, essentially. Um, And then maybe they weren't able to kind of get through that phase of development, which is, I don't know, uh, as far as like the phases of development go. Obviously, if you're if you're in an art phase where you need to be translating those assets back and forth, that's maybe one of the more difficult ones where you need to be in person to do so. Hmm. Um, so it, it could be that they just couldn't finish the stuff in time because of their work from home setup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we know that, um, 
Square Enix had said that Final Fantasy VII Remake may have trouble getting physical copies into stores, although it looks like they had the opposite problem mm-hmm. with that game. <laughs> um, yeah, in the, in the Phil Spencer uh, interview that we did this week on Unlocked, that he had talked about how, you know, we're making games from home is just like a whole new thing. And like the assets are somewhere else and they just, everybody's figuring that out. So that could be a very real scenario. There's yeah. the, the, the Justin thing is kind of funny. The Justin scenario is kind of funny about getting them to stores because final fantasy is just out in Australia yeah. somehow. Yeah. They, they got there early. Like it was the opposite thing. Like you, you normally can control something from coming out early. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, you know, it's like, this is a little bit of a morbid way to think about it, but like, I don't think that country's on lockdown yet. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you live in a country where game stores are shut down, game companies are maybe not super interested in launching your game in that country. Hmm. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. But you guys take this, take the, uh, the, uh, ana- the delay news at face value. You don't think there's anything to the idea that they just didn't think this was the right time to release this game in particular. Oh yeah. I don't know if they were like on the, you know, on the fence about it, borderline making decisions. I imagine it would have been also, this is probably a weird time for launch anyway. Um, yeah. But like Justin said, it's super ambiguous, so it's difficult to really place, aside yeah. from their mention of of bugs and it not being a right launch. Yeah. Um, Sony's statement said, you know, it was delayed indefinitely, but then uh, Naughty Dog, in their own statement, said they hope the delay won't be too long. So I don't yeah. know. So there's, also, there's also the next-gen situation, right? Like, I, I know this is a PS4 game, and it could have mm-hmm. been played on PS4s this whole time. Mm-hmm. But like, man, like, if this needs to be a PS5 game. Now is the time to make that call. That's what a lot of the IGN commenters are saying. They said, just make it a PS5 launch title. Well, uh, yeah, but why wouldn't you still just release it for the PS4? This well, you, you could still do that. You could you do a Twilight mean. Princess you, thing. You, you wouldn't do that because you'd, be, you'd want to be mean. <laughs> they could they do could a Twilight be. Princess thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what would Ellie be right-handed in one version and left-handed <laughs> in the other? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we forget this, but Breath of the Wild was the same way. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. There's a Wii U Breath of the Wild, like one copy out there. Mm -hmm. And I mean to find it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I had forgotten that. So we have Ghosts of Tsushima in June. Yeah. So it's it's just a little bit less than a month after Last of Us would have been. But so surely that means that Last of Us is at least July. Like it can't be. Yeah, can't be too close. Yeah. If Ghosts of Tsushima isn't also delayed. Yeah, they also delayed Iron Man VR at the same time as The Last of Us 2. Yeah. yeah, that's actually, you know, Tina, that actually lends, you know, your uh, sort of speculation some, um, you know, some weight, some more weight to it because it implies that it is like a game development, you know, issue, right? More so mm-hmm. than just, you know, the content of the game or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, it's weird with Last of Us because, you know, they delayed it a little bit to get a lot done. And yeah. there was, you know, that usually means people are working really hard and getting a game out, um, which is, you know, can be a scary frowned upon thing in the industry right now. Um, and and knowing that, like, they seemed that seemed to indicate that they had a lot to do still. And I normally would say, like, man, it must be done by now. Why not just, just get it out digitally and it'd be fine? Yeah, I can totally see how this being another, you know, wrench thrown into the it's just like it's just too much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if they were art. Oh, sorry. If they were already crunching crazy hard and then, you know, had to scramble and send everybody home and set up home workstations, like maybe they just couldn't overcome the sheer volume of work that was remaining. Mm-hmm. 
And then if it was also a, a distribution issue of actually getting the game into stores, that's, I don't know, now's like the time to just get, make it a digital release, you know? Yeah. Well, like, that's, that's what I was going to say. Too, go like, to, they can't go to GameStop to buy the game. You're right. And like, this is like, if there's a time to put out your game that everybody's excited for, exactly. now is it because there's the exactly. most audience possible at home playing games. And that goes for anything. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of surprise launches just out of nowhere. Like this game's, this game's made and it's out instead of anybody holding stuff. Yeah. And I think that's totally going to happen. Um, a, a Nintendo, game like- if Nintendo has a bunch of Super Mario games just sitting on the shelf, like I think they do, I think they have like a big Indiana Jones warehouse with all these boxes and it's all the yeah. games because I think they're just done. I think they just release them when they want to release them. It's very different than the Last of Us scenario because we have no window into Nintendo's development except for that one with Metroid Prime. And at one instance, they're like, we're starting over. <laughs> that was the only time they ever talked about development, right? And then, Justin, uh, you had a good point about why um, they may not be able to just go with a digital launch. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. It's just speculation. But a game as high profile as The Last of Us may actually have contractual obligations that, uh, you know, that game can't come out digitally before it hits store shelves as well. So Sony's hands may be tied there as well. Yeah. It's definitely a pretty big blow, I think, at least to the PlayStation community. This is the easily the most anticipated PlayStation game on the horizon. Now they don't they just don't know when they're going to get to play it. So that sucks. It also means that in May, there isn't really any big game coming out. Oh, well, I mean, there's Animal Crossing. There's no, probably already, a new... Well, there's, there's already... Yeah, but there's going to be new fish and bugs to catch. And, okay. um, okay. you know, I, I probably won't have completed my fossils by then. Okay. Let's well, do I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say now Maneater. Maneater seems to have May to itself now. That's a good summer game. It is a perfect summer game. <laughs> um... All right, well, that's a bummer. Last of Us 2 is delayed, but let's move on. Oh my gosh, I didn't have the music ready to go. There's literally no way we can move on without, <laughs> without doing this. Called it. And that's just off my iPad. You guys think that sounds better now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a slight improvement. Out. Out. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, all right, Resident Evil 3 is out in a few hours. Uh, IGN's review is up. Got a 9, same as Resident Evil 2 remake. And Sam, were you saying you've been playing Resident Evil 3? I beat it. Beat it? Nice. Yep. It's, wow. a, it's a shorter game than 2, but that's because mm-hmm. 2, I think, well, I immediately wanted to replay it afterwards, but I didn't. I went and start to start playing Doom because it worked, because I have to talk about it on Game Scoop. Yeah. Um, but I would have gone back and played it, re- replayed it right away. It's so good. It's just like, you know, they added a campaign to Resident Evil 2. Like, it's so fast and so stupid and so funny and so dumb. I love it. It's like they it's- added a campaign to Resident Evil 2? Yeah, oh, just this, Res- this is like a third campaintain is what you're saying because mm-hmm. like okay. if you if you played that game nine months ago or whatever like you're gonna fall right back into Resident Evil whereas Resident Evil 2 it took me a long time to kind of reacclimate to controls mm-hmm. there's so many like tricks and like weird things in Resident Evil right but man yeah. I feel like a pro now and uh, mm-hmm. I got right back into it and it was so it's so difficult in the right ways like you just get killed in the grossest scariest ways when you screw up and it's always your cool. fault <laughs> there's these spiders and they, they're all over the ceiling and, and stuff and everything, but they're not really spiders. They're kind of like slimy and they kind of over like lobsters, like lobster spiders. It's horrible. Like just, wow. just think of the worst animal and then double it. And, uh, they, um, they, cause and then triple it. When I tell you this, they lay, they, they grab you and they, they put like a proboscis in your mouth and then they lay eggs in you, but you don't die. That's not the worst <laughs> thing that happened to you. You walk around with this, like, uh, 
this haze and you're like moaning like, Oh, this sucks. You know? <laughs> this and sucks. You're, yeah. You're like a little bit slower and like things aren't going well. And then you die and the little oh. spider babies come out and then they eat you. Oh, wow. Cool. They should think you're their, their mother. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Rude. Um, and did you not play Resident Evil three back in the day? No, I've never touched it. You don't have like played. the frame of reference of like what was different. No, but I always heard it was kind of like a, a 2.5, which, you know, this is kind of necessarily, it's just so much, man, Capcom is just killing it, man. Their, their yeah. games are so shiny. It's like everything is so polished and cool. And then when you get through the game, it shows you all of the stuff that you can do that you can play it like an arcade game, right? You can just do all these different uh, body counts and achievements that are just crazy. Like they built out this thing you could just play for months. I just love that about that, that about Capcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Resident Evil 3, it's a series that sort of like, you know, it started out as survival horror. And then people talk about how uh, 4 and 5 and 6 really got more into action territory. But I think it was kind of, it was a more gradual ramp up into action throughout the whole series. Because the first one's just in a haunted house, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second one has, it's a, it's a much bigger in scope. And there's a spooky um, sewers and spooky police station. But it, it's a little bit more action-y than the first game. And then yeah. three is even more so. Is that the feeling that you got, Sam? That yeah. is the feeling that I got for sure. Yeah. And, and they're, like every, there's like, you know, the, the thing is like, people don't like the action games because they're not as scary and they're not like horror games. This game is so scary. It's so tense. It's just a different type of tension, you know? Mm-hmm. Justin, we're going to say seconds. Uh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, I agree that those games were already on that trajectory. You know, four um, gets sort of flagged that's the one that shifted the franchise into action, but that's a very loud just, machine next to me. I <laughs> that's more from a standpoint of, you know, controls and um, perspective and no longer the pre-render backgrounds, but like, you know, three is already a lot more action oriented than one and two. So, yeah. Tina, are you going to play resident evil three? Uh, yeah, for sure. I would like to have only played um, uh, resident evil resistance so far, uh, which kind of has nothing to do with it. Um, yeah. But uh, I will get on that track as soon as I find some time and finish doom. Maybe. Resistance yeah. so, uh, might have bricked my PlayStation and I was trying wow. to play it in that same session. Um, uh, but uh, And I don't use that lightly. Like my PlayStation's dead and it was during that game. It probably had nothing to do with that game, but that's what happened. Um, but uh, that game is like a 4v1 where you set traps. Yeah. And uh, was it fun? It was hard, actually. So I, I haven't played as the mastermind uh, yet because I only played a few rounds with uh, some of our other coworkers. And it seems like the um, the slant for the mastermind is a lot easier to get people trapped and confused and splitting up. And like when you have four people trying to collaborate, you, there's a lot more like herding of the cats that you have to do. So inevitably, it's like, oh, I need to go get that one canister to solve this part of the puzzle. So I'll run out and go to, you know, an area where there, I know that there's a puzzle piece remaining. Uh, and then I get trapped behind a door and then, you know, there's 20 zombies on me and there's dogs everywhere. And then everyone else is like <laughs> exploring some other area together, blissfully unaware of my trials. <laughs> there's so dogs. Not, died there's a lot. Dogs. Yeah, they're fast and you can control them, too. Yeah. Um, Sam, I think there are um, I, or I heard there's lots of references to other Capcom games in the game. Did you notice any of those? Let me think. So I've seen there's a poster um, for a, a debate on the future of AI between Dr. Wiley and Dr. Light. Oh, come uh, on, really? Yeah, that's in there. 
there, the there's, all, there's all kinds of posters and stuff because you're in the city. You're like in the city streets. Yeah. So it's like it's hard to take that all in. I will say on one, there's a Resident Evil reference, which is tongue in cheek, which uh, on a uh, refrigerator, there's all these magnets. And one of them is just this really nice logo that says green herb. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But there's apparently um, shout outs to 1942 and Captain Commando. Come on. Summer. Yeah. Deep all right. Cut. Well, I will collect them all and put them in a wiki guide for you guys. Okay. You played too fast, too well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was too scared. I always had one eye covered. And I was kind of like peeking yep. on the controller mm-hmm. right here. They how long do you think? How long do you think it took you to play through? Um, I, my my game like hour counts at like ten and a half or twelve hours. But I've heard mm-hmm. from other people that they got through in like six. Yeah, I guess maybe for more if you remember it, you know you know where to it's go. Absolutely shorter than Resident Evil Two. Like just yeah. be ready for a shorter game. But as I said, there's more there's things you can do afterwards, and that's not really the point. But uh, it's it's a smaller game than Resident Evil Two. But man, mm-hmm. it's a great game. Damon, are we going to talk about Doom? Yeah, we can talk about that right now. I'm still, I'm still working my way through Doom. Still enjoying it. Me too. I had to restart from the beginning, so I had my brother play for me. You um, had to restart? Yeah, because I bought a new PS4 now that I'm in a different apartment in a different state and a different city. So uh, my cloud saves did not recover. Oh, no. So I had to start over, and my solution to that was I will get my brother to play a video game that he hasn't played in a very long time. Uh, so he played up until the point that I left off at, and the music was obnoxious to him, so he turned it off. Uh, that was a good tip. I did that last night, and you it worked did that really too? well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. After, it's like, after I heard that, yeah. It feels yeah. like a totally different game with the music off. Uh, yeah, I imagine. Because anytime, anytime a combat scene kicks up, you get the grindy guitars. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like with the music on, I'm sort of... Uh, more likely to like barrel through like you're supposed to kind of do, you know, jumping mm-hmm. around between glory kill after, you know, um, yeah. jumps between monster to monster. So, or demon demon rather. Um, but without the music on, I felt less of a pressure or emphasis to push me forward. I felt more like taking my time and maybe um, sniping people from uh, sniping enemies from further away, mm-hmm. uh, which isn't really like the gameplay doesn't super reward you for doing that, but it's just the ambiance of, doom eternal totally changes without that like metal music encouraging you to kind of yeah. like pop through everything it's like gym music you know like, you need mm-hmm. something to make you go faster and to motivate you and without it it's like you lose some of that but it's yeah. interesting it turns into more of that like not survival horror but it does feel a little bit more tense like a resident evil game might i completely much- agree I, I did that exact change and that same thing occurred for me i think it's so funny i think if you're playing that game you should try it because i think it made it more enjoyable too like i think the whole like this is the fastest loudest game ever made thing like i think that's really funny and it, i actually really like that in the preview form but when i was like actually sitting down at the end of like these days where i don't yeah. i kind of yeah. want a, a separation between you know uh, inducing panic in that kind mm-hmm. of loud way uh, I, I liked it. And Resident Evil is that way too, man. You can play Resident Evil in this like cool, slow, quiet way. And then, then you fight some things and then you explore for a little bit. And I, I like that, that feeling. And there's some exploration in Doom. You can actually hop around and do like crazy platforming and stuff. I think that's interesting because I had the opposite experience of putting on this like metal fat, fast paced music in order to catch uh, bugs faster in Animal Crossing. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Swat, 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 swat. Yeah, yeah. Those, those two games are so connected. You just can't divorce them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, Justin. I would probably not recommend playing Doom Eternal around your daughters. No, <laughs> they get very they get very scared when they see the boss of um, uh, <laughs> not Animal Crossing of uh, of Ring Fit Adventure Drago. Oh wow, they're wow. very scared by Drago. Okay. Both of them. Oh, they they run should and hide. probably 
learn about involuntary eyeball removal from some other place than that game. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of that in that game. It's just not the best way to know that eyeballs can be removed from a head. Yeah, um, that's knowledge, forbidden knowledge that they don't need to know until they're eight or nine. Yeah. Eight um, or nine. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to say about uh, Doom is I don't know if you guys are past this part yet, but all I do is unlock new things that buttons do. And it's almost yeah. like a parody of a video game. And it's just like, it's so funny. It's like, you unlocked a bloodshot. You unlocked a flamethrower. You <laughs> yeah. unlocked a dash in the air. And it's just over and over. You unlocked yeah. a way to upgrade this weapon. Now you can upgrade this weapon in a different yeah, way. Exactly. And you find all these different, there's these different currencies that you spend on your suit yeah. and on your guns and on your mods. It's like, it's, it's a lot. Is that the Bethesda influence on Doom? I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Take our best Fallout ideas and put them in here. <laughs> almost like a, it's almost like the sequel influence on games. Like, uh, I, I don't, you know, Doom 2016 didn't click with me, so I'm not playing Doom Eternal. Um, mm. But what that just reminded me of was the Batman games, which as amazing as they are, by the third one, like every single thing on the controller was mapped to something different and like holding two buttons together would do something different. And like, it was insane. I've never played a video game like that. Yeah. Um, Sam, do you agree with uh, that in Doom Eternal, the sort of light envir- environmental puzzle platforming is fun and kind of refreshing? Yeah, yeah it's good. I mean, it's not like I, I, I at first I was like, oh, I'm never going to stop and get these dumb question marks. And then I, and, and then I did. And like one of them was like a, a floppy disk that was like a cheat code. And it was yeah. like really cute. And it was like yep. very like 90s Doom referential. And I was like, yes, I'm all in on this. Yeah, I got a cheat code for one hit kills on all the enemies. So like, I can't wait to go back and like start yeah. over again and just be able to one shot kill everybody. It'll be great. And that's that Resident Evil philosophy where it's like, let's just make this an arcade game after we you you play through a campaign. That's yeah. great. I also have no idea what's going on. I, I didn't finish the other Doom and like, I don't know where I am. I guess I was on I'm on Earth, but like first it was like really hell like, and they're, now it's like a bunch of churches. I have no idea. Yeah, they definitely assume that the player played Doom 2016, which I didn't either. So I I had no idea where I was in. You have this AI that's talking to you the whole time. I have no idea who that guy is. <laughs> but, but still fun. Still fun. Super enjoyable. Uh, all right, let's move on to some more news from this week. As uh, Sam alluded to earlier, Nintendo... Well, I guess this is not announced yet. This is... Um, yeah, scoopily rumored um, that Nintendo has a bunch of... Mario remasters that they're going to be putting out this year for the 35th anniversary of the original Super Mario Brothers, which I don't know. This news, when I first heard this as, as, as a rumor, I thought it was like, it just sounded so crazy to be true, but everyone reported on it. So I don't know. Maybe, what do you guys think? I hope it's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. or hey, go ahead. I was just going to say, it, it did feel to me also like too good to be true. Like, all right, come on. All of these games back to back, really? Yeah. Like Nintendo being so generous in this particular yeah. format. Um, well, but then, and it was it was reported by um, Video Game Chronicle first, uh, and um, you know, there occasionally you want to go with sources that you're really familiar with um, that have like a pedigree for these kinds of uh, reporting. But then, like multiple other sites started popping up, and Eurogamer as well, uh, and it just it seemed like that was a massive leak, like a massive breach for Nintendo, kind of unprecedented yeah. in the last mm-hmm. few years. Yeah. It you know it passes the smell test of like we've been joking not joking that like Nintendo has no games coming out the rest of the yeah. year like you know Zelda seems like it, you know it's probably not ready yet and like you know this is it like Animal Crossing is it so yeah. to fill a gap year with like a bunch of really desired you know remasters and sort of theme them all together like you know all these Mario games and tie it to an anniversary like 
that feels like sort of making lemonade out of some lemons, like a gap in Nintendo's release schedule. Like I can see the meeting of like, oh, we have this big gap. What should we do? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would be super interesting if this fall, this holiday season, you've got Xbox Series X with Halo Infinite, you got PlayStation 5, and then you have the same Nintendo Switch with remasters of 30-year-old Mario games. Yeah. Which I would totally, um, I'll totally buy. Can you imagine what they're aiming their E3 booth to be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it was probably like a bunch of areas with old Mario games in it. Yeah, it would have been really cool. And uh, and just in case people haven't heard the details, what what they're talking about is one package that includes Mario 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy all together, remasters of those games, then 3D World from the Wii U being ported to Switch, and then also a new Paper Mario game. Mm-hmm. It sounds awesome. It's a big uh, drop, and it was it was rumored to be their E3 announcement. Like that would have been yeah. a huge bombshell for them. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Those, those 3D Mario games are so different, right? Like Mario yeah. 64 is completely different from Sunshine. It's completely yep. different than Galaxy and 3D yes. World. Like, you know, I like them all to varying degrees. They're all amazing games. Um, but it's like they're all in the same franchise, but they're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're not really the same experiences at all. So yeah. I, I'd happily play through them all again. I would, too. And I don't think we've had a Mario collection since All-Stars on Super Nintendo. Maybe they'll call it that, Mario, like Mario 3D All-Stars or something. That's pretty good. There's an All-Stars on Wii that was kind of a collector's item after it came out because they just ported All-Stars to Wii on a, on a disc. Remember that? It came with like a little booklet. Yes. Was the, that was for the 25th Probably the 25th, 10 years ago. Yeah. Do you remember the GameCube Zelda collection? Like that was the last time. Nintendo yeah. There's, there's like two discs on GameCube and one had a Zelda collection on it with Adventure of Link and, and Legend of Zelda and uh, Ocarina of Time. And then the other one, which one was a pre-order and one was a Nintendo Power thing. The other one had Majora's Mask and Ocarina and the Master Quest on it, yep. which was a brand new game. And that's what I was hoping for for these Mario ones. And Tina, I don't know, was there any reporting on that they were, they were going to add anything for this yet? Or is it just HG Remasters? I think just the yeah, just the remasters. As far as anyone knows, anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they yeah, like, I, I think it'd be cool to add stuff. Obviously. Uh, well, there's there's weird deep cuts like uh like uh the Mario sixty four port on the Nintendo DS had thirty new stars in it, and you can play as play as Yoshi and play as Luigi and play as Wario, and like yeah. it's crazy that like there's this version of Mario sixty four with more stuff, you know, sort of trapped on a console that like you know it didn't have an analog stick, so. <laughs> Nobody played it. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, so it's the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. Uh, that got me thinking about, um, I, w- I wanted to see if there are any notable video game anniversaries this week. And it turns out April 1st actually has several notable video game anniversaries, including some good Nintendo ones. So on April 1st in 2003, Square Enix was formed. Hmm. Square and Enix merged to uh, form Square Enix. It was that late, huh? Wow. 2003. I looked up the IGN news article announcing the news, and I have a. a, a Did segment you write here. it? I know I was not at IGN in two thousand three, Sam. Two thousand six, though, right? Two thousand six, yeah. Oh, uh, so what this... a big difference! <laughs> you are a junior in in high school versus a freshman in high school. So this is IGN reporting on it. It says um, the companies have stated that there hasn't been any thought at this point of linking the Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy franchises. Note that this is just the official word. We're certain that someone somewhere in the Square (laughs) Development Studios and the Enix Accounting Department has realized that such a game would set the island nation on fire. What a weird commentary. It is a very weird commentary. 
Also weird to call them the island nation. Uh, that's what jumped out at me. <laughs> yeah, like, what? exactly. I take uh, no responsibility for this. It's <laughs> uh, yet to it, happen too, right? It remains a good idea. Yeah, yeah we, it also has never happened. Um, I also want to point out that IGN's news article reporting on the, the Square Enix merger is 850 words long. And so like, to, for comparison, a typical yeah. news story on IGN today, like uh, the story this week about Bethesda not replacing their E3 press conference is 160 words. Wow. Almost a thousand words on for one news story. That's but it's mainly you, bullshit. Yeah, that's how you end up with all this complete <laughs> made-up speculation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, also this I think day... we're doing it better now is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think so. Also this week <laughs> in video game history, April 1st, 1998... 1080 snowboarding was released. Man, what a great game. That was, was a, that a sequel to like 720 or 360 snowboarding? No, it was the original That's Nintendo snowboarding. But that was that a rare game, Justin? Or just no, a Nintendo? That was okay. Nintendo EAD. That was the core that core team. I remember the snow looked amazing in 1080 at the time. It's got a in sequel like, nobody nobody played on the GameCube, I think. 1080 Avalanche. Yeah. yeah. You know what has amazing looking snow? Red Dead 2. That's true. <laughs> That's true, it does. I think that's the last um, good snow I saw in games. God of think, War also has good snow. Oh, yeah. Same year. I think people got over snow after Red Dead 2's very long snow intro. Yeah, it has a six hours of snow. And then it's the most beautiful game ever made. But it's like, why did we get through? Why did we have to go through the snow part? Even though the snow part has nice snow, the rest of it is kind of ugly and drab. Yeah. Uh, April 1st, 1992, A Link to the Past was released. Aw. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I uh, was just looking at the strategy guide because I was like moving stuff around in in rooms. Because what do you do when you're stuck at home, right? You just like shift things between your rooms. And uh, I had pulled out the the classic strategy guide for that. And it's really good. It's a great guide. And uh, it has uh, all these drawings of what's going on. And they're like exactly what I've never pictured in my mind. Like a super (laughs) realistic depiction of your uncle with like a sword in his chest against a wall. (laughs) What? Your uncle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the opening of Link to the Past. He's like, like he's like Link. I gotta go do something. <laughs> I don't remember him being murdered like that though. Yeah, you run yeah. across, you you meet him in the when oh, you wow. go down into the dungeon, and he's there with you know. He's like Link. You don't remember I, him being looking like that because some idiot in North American <laughs> Nintendo Power drew this terrible pencil drawing of him leaning against the wall. And the game, you do like come across him in the sewers right in the beginning, and he's like, I think he gives you his sword. Is the idea yep. there? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's been a so, while. So was that another Link? The Uncle Link? Yeah. Was that Uncle Link? Maybe it was Tingle. <laughs> That's a good Maybe question. It was Tingle. Is it a good uh, question? <laughs> Finally, April 1st, 1976, Apple Inc. was founded. Aw. Oh. Yeah. And that was the year after uh, Steve Jobs and uh, Steve Wozniak were working at Atari on Breakout. That was the year? Yeah. Wow. The year after. Okay. 1975 breakout came out of Atari. All right. Tina has a hard out. Time to move on. Okay. That's right. We got to keep that consistent. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, Bethesda announced this week they are not replacing their E3 press conference with any sort of digital event in June. They said, given the many challenges we're facing due to the pandemic, we will not host a digital showcase in June. I thought that was interesting that uh the pandemic like maybe they did want to do it but because of circumstances they aren't able to get things ready to show or or i, I don't know i just thought that was interesting mm-hmm. right. you, you think it's interesting because you're able to spin up game scoop just fine so what's yeah i know being, come on guys i think they're just being lazy <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say that 
<laughs> I mean, it's it all David. It could be any number of things. It could be like, you know, they can't get stuff ready in time, or it could be um, they don't want to issue a digital looking uh, address, you know, a press conference address that doesn't look totally up to par. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. the awkwardness of Mark Cerny's talk even um, yeah. as the GDC replacement. And like, I personally don't mind. And I think a lot of people out there wouldn't either because it really does come down to the content. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe they were worried about how it would visually represent too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can't get people together in one office space to have like a conversation side by side to talk about these big new reveals or whatever they may be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, they clearly have games they're going to announce eventually and, you know, details on the next Elder Scrolls and next, you know, Starfield is going to be revealed to the world eventually, but like now they're not beholden to a specific, you know, date in yeah. time. Maybe yeah, they're just relieved true. that they didn't have anything to say about anything. And they're just like, oh, we got <laughs> um, yeah. and then also uh, they could, they could always hold it in an animal crossing and they could uh, all, you know, like have their characters emote and then they could just show trailers. Mm-hmm. Yep, Do you know what that works. means, Damon? Each, each character has a little emote that you can add uh, up to, I think, 30 of them. Yeah. But there's ones like uh, where the character goes, dong. There's ones where the character goes, yeah. Or they can make a little surprise face. They can do like yeah. a Metal Gear exclamation point. Yeah. Bunk. Cool. Yep. Uh, it, it does make me wonder, like, what, you know, like, Bethesda didn't have any big game for the fall last year because they delayed. Doom Eternal, which now Doom Eternal was a big win for um, for Bethesda, of course, very uh, well received both critically and commercially. But it's like, what's next for them? the The overall narrative for Bethesda over the past few years has been uh, primarily negative, I think, with Fallout seventy six. And last year, we had Wolfenstein Youngblood, and nobody really cared. And you know, going all the way back to Fallout four, a lot of longtime fans were disappointed with that one. With that one, so it's like they can't sort of like get yeah. back into the good graces of the gaming community. And Prey even, you know, Prey, like yeah. a really, really incredible game that didn't catch on. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if there's an uh, if there's a possibility that Bethesda would show something in, like, Microsoft's digital event or a Sony state of play at some point. Yeah, That's a pretty fair. common thing. Yeah, that's a, fair, that, that's a fair play. I mean, it doesn't, it means they're not doing that press conference style um, issuing of a bunch of news, but it doesn't mean they might not even have announcements that week for all we know, because people have been building in that direction. It just might not might take a different form um, than they were initially planning. Yeah. Hey, I know we have a hard out. I need to take a pause for a second because my computer needs a plug plugged into it. One second. Should I play Castlevania music while we wait? Yes, I please. So. I keep losing it. Yeah, me too. It skips. Oh, really? Yeah, a little bit. It's a remix. Success. Sam didn't get to enjoy any of that. We were listening to the Vampire Killer. Uh, are you are you good, Sam? Okay, are you ready? Good to go. Yeah was I was that the right pitch? It was close. Oh man. Okay, now we're gonna do something that's my new favorite thing: is I can share my screen with you and look at that. Whoa! Right. It's amazing. This is is the only aspect of GameScoop that's going to be better now. (laughs) I know. I was telling Tina, I was like, how is this better than... We can never do this recording in the studio 
at, at the office. Yeah. Hey, uh, I can definitively say I would have not picked up this issue. I don't I hear have, a crap I about this. any of these. I recognize this. I yeah. have it. Yeah. You're like Gex must have. I think it was um, Tekken. Tekken three was uh, I. This was what I bought. I bought a PS one with Tekken three and like you know mm-hmm. Final Fantasy seven and some other games that had already come out. Yeah, uh, for, and for those that are listening to the podcast, we're looking at the cover of the April 1998 issue of Game, game Pro with Tekken 3. It's a big game. Follow uh, along also, like, with your copy at home. Yeah, exactly. Follow along. When you hear the chime, turn the page. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, this is actually, we're going to do a little bit shorter of the segment than we normally do, but I've, 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 there's some good content in here to get through as well. Wait, wait. It's well, where Lame Pro lives. Yeah, because this is the <laughs> April same? issue. So there's their like April Fools segment, and um, it is woof. Okay, it's, there's <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna flip through it and just take it at at face value. Okay, okay. Uh, I've never heard of this game, Crime Killer, <laughs> but what a title! Is Look the out. Crime Killer a blurry bazooka? Yeah, well, it's on a car. It's a bazooka oh, on a okay. car. Okay. But look at how they're talking about sixty frames per second in what yeah. nineteen ninety? Would you 98. say eight? That's 98. amazing. I know. No one the even game. knew what that meant back then. Look crime, crime killer. Look who they sourced. Ultra, Ultra game, game players. players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to need a second source there. Um, also, guys, get it? Bullet points? Ah. Yeah, perfect. And then, uh, like we were just talking about earlier, April 1st, 1998, 1080 Snowboarding was out. Oh. Friend 64. And I don't remember Snow this. looks good. I don't remember this motto, get in or get out. I don't remember oh, yeah. that, like, sort of. I remember it. Yeah. And I do. You know what, though? So, people got out. <laughs> That's what are these, are these That's snowboards? PlayStation 1. Are these snowboards supposed to be, like, tombstones? Is that what is happening uh, here? Yeah. I think they are. I didn't pick up on that. Uh, I, yeah. also think, I also think those are some bull shots there, by the way. Look at that lens flare. The N64 didn't look like yeah. that. Yeah, That's yeah, true. those beautiful clouds, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, the clouds and the lens flare. That's very funny. It's pretty good. So in their letters section, they've got a great letter here about um, it's. Can you see this? This letter on the on the right hand side of the page is from the yeah. Jaguar Consumer Union, <laughs> like the Atari Jaguar. So it says in your January issue, Clinton Rawls asked about new Jaguar games. You replied, "There is no more Atari. Give it up." This probably meant that you think there are no new Jaguar games out or arriving. This is just not the case. Over the last months. Telegames published World Tour Racing, Towers 2, Breakout 2000, Zero Five, and Iron Soldier 2. Games that will be available soon are Defcon 1, Worms, Battlesphere, Age of Darkness, Orb of Benghazi, Automaniacs, and possibly the Sinister Missions. I find it hard to believe that a professional magazine like GamePro, the so-called world's leading multi-platform gaming magazine, knows so little about the new releases of the very much alive Atari Jaguar. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and assume that the lack of coverage stems from mere lack of information. Atari may be gone, but the Jaguar still has so much fan support that it will continue to draw attention from enlightened game developers. I want GamePro... Hold on, hold on. The person is using I as a pronoun... And it's supposed to be from a union. <laughs> I think this is just an angry guy. Here's my second piece of evidence. This is via internet. Yeah. <laughs> Jaguar Consumer Union via internet. It says, I want GamePro to admit that the Jaguar does have new games out with underdevelopment and to print a new response to Mr. Rawls' question. Admit it. <laughs> GamePro says, thanks so much for bringing to our attention the plight of Atari Jaguar fans the world over. We also commend the JCU on his call to write informative, mature <laughs> Email responses to us certainly helps to read a good rebuttal to something we wrote. However, 
We disagree with the JCU members who claim that we sell ourselves body and soul to Nintendo and Sony. I don't know what he's quoting there because that wasn't in the letter that we just read. <laughs> it's like they, they got a lot of letters, I think. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or there was member, a quick extended edition somewhere. <laughs> yeah, every member of the Jaguar Consumer Union wrote him. Uh, we sell ourselves to no one except to our readers. Your 200-member organization doesn't represent our entire readership, though you probably feel your voice must be especially loud to be heard above the others. Regardless of the number of gamers who still support the Jaguar, our editorial goal is to support the gaming interests of the majority of our half-million readers. It's not always easy to do that without appearing to favor somebody. As far as our admitting that the Jaguar does have new games, which with more underdevelopment, consider it done. In fact, we're planning to review a few of those games in a future issue. We have never avoided a topic just because we may have been wrong. We like to stay on top of our industry, and letters like yours help us do that. In closing, let us say that in order for us to review games, they must be submitted to us by the company that publishes them. What they Not can't just buy? Like what? They can't just buy the games themselves? We do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've never, we've never heard. We've never heard from any yeah. of the companies we listed ever. So the member who suggested that the JCU will get through to GamePro to open our minds and close our mouths, <laughs> we suggest you do the same. We're sorry we overlooked a few titles in the wide open universe of video games, but GamePro covers the new, the hot, the best, and not the forgotten. As a further testament to our professionalism, we've emailed responses to everyone who sent letters. We hope this ends the matter. I wow. feel like that wasn't a sincere we're sorry. Yeah, I don't think it was a, <laughs> that was a hashtag. Sorry, not sorry. I, I don't even think it was a sorry, not sorry. It was like, here's how, you know, game journalism in, in also, their world in particular at that time. The Let's see. The Jaguar was released in like 1991 or and was pretty much a failure right at launch. So by 98, there's no reason for a video game magazine to be covering the Jaguar. Seven years later. Yeah. Uh, in pro news, Sega confirms new console. Score one for the grapevine. In January, Sega finally confirmed what most gamers already knew, or at the very least suspected, the company has a new console in development positioned to meet the Nintendo 64 and PlayStation 2 head-on. This would, of course, be the Dreamcast. Uh, they say Sega stated only that Microsoft will supply a version of its Windows CE operating system. Hmm. Which is true. That's sick. Yeah, I remember it having a little Windows oh, yes. logo on the Dreamcast, of course. Yeah. Um, what is, okay. was oh, that a saturn logo that they're using that's what that is right it's a saturn with a katana through it because remember the katana is the code word code name for the dreamcast cool. see so that that's good guys we should make our own playstation 5 logo no they already revealed it series x logo did they reveal that <laughs> uh, I, think so. I think not like as as evidently as sony did but i think it's in there <laughs> okay <laughs> now trigger warning everyone the next few pages are going to be pretty cringeworthy great because this is lame pro lame uh, pro this is lame pro it's the sex issue not really but what a way to sell mags and they've got um well let's see i don't even know where to start here coverage <laughs> on lots of games like did it wrong racing <laughs> what is that a joke on diddy kong racing oh <laughs> that's good got, I, like I, I like it they've got hooters presents babe's odyssey bod world instead of abe's odyssey odd world and uh the dom six that was what i was going to point out in the bottom right there <laughs> they have a fake game called bomb saddam 64 <laughs> oh, i don't think nintendo approved that one exactly, oh, exactly. i like a, I like mime crisis in the corner too mime crisis they've got they made some fake screenshots mm. uh, of that coming on later um yeah in porn <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> 
In poor news, they have Parappa found dead. Rap star Parappa the Rapper was found dead in his 1998 Aww. sedan style cartoon car. Anyway, uh, yeah, here's um, a preview of Mime Crisis, the time crisis where you shoot mimes. Oh, They've got, okay. um, what else do they have in here? Oh, yeah. Instead of Spawn. I, I like this it. one. Star Wars Masters of Tiramisu. The Star Wars <laughs> cooking game. That one's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Masters, ta- Masters of Taras Kazu is already so ridiculous. I don't think we need to bring it any lower. That <laughs> I does like look- I like MDKFC as well. MDKFC, yeah. <laughs> okay. Dude, Plague Station. Ooh. Plague Station. That's good, right? Plague Station and Segda. <laughs> oh, but I see what you're saying. It's the wrong time for that. Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was 13 when this magazine came out, and I would have yeah. loved it. Oh yeah. Loved everything that's going on. <laughs> on these hey, Tom, they wrote Segda. <laughs> Segda. Yep. <laughs> Um, I love that image of Darth Vader in a chef's outfit. <laughs> um, here's a preview of Mega Man Nova, which I assume is Mega Man Legends. Would Wait, eventually we're back be to real or back to real? Yeah, is this real? <laughs> yep, sorry, back to real games. Okay. Mega Man Nova in '98, I think Legends came out in '98, so they must have been. Um, uh, that's Legends, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or and Mega Man pre- '64. A preview of the original Grand Theft Auto. Oh, they call, I see the top down on PlayStation. Yeah. They call micro machines with a twist. <laughs> we made fun of this before. They have those completions. This game is yeah. 70% complete. Totally let's, made. Let's start true. calling like GTA 5 micro machines with a twist. Tina, do we have to adjust our completeness rating for Last of Us now? <laughs> do we have to bump it from like 86 to 84? Uh-huh. Well, we wouldn't even know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, this ad, man, for the game Point Blank, which is a shooting gallery game, more fun than shooting your neighbor's cat. What? <laughs> exactly. Who did this? Exactly. Um, that was a Namco game, so I think we'd want to take that up with Namco. I mean, the crazy thing is Point Blank is like a crazy, cute, crazy, fun, like it's like a great part, like a party game. game. Yeah, Why have, is this their ad? it's like they, they just they believe that the game gamer audience had they had to like lean into this like extreme, yeah. hardcore. That's so mean. That's I know. such a mean ad. And the the copy for their ad leans into it. It says, "Bang, meow, bang, meow." Come on, already. It's time you moved up the food chain. Take aim at something that sounds better when it explodes. Wow. Like, come on, it's crazy. That's harsh. <clears throat> oh, boy. Um, but speaking of extreme, I've never heard of this game, Flesh Feast from <laughs> Sega Soft. But look how gross this ad is. This is a oh, there's like a chainsaw with like guts dripping all over it. Wow. And then there's in this little screenshot, they've got a a, a decapitated head with its top open. You can see the brain somebody's holding oh, it. Yeah. I just thought it was this yeah, this chainsaw yeah. is pretty gross. Yeah, these were like the two years that I just didn't play any video games, and this is just all so fascinating to me. This is also a PC game, so you know, a '90s PC game. So I definitely didn't ever play it. But what's Sega Soft? Isn't it? I think that's Sega making PC games. <laughs> I don't, sure. Yeah. sure. I don't Why know. did they change I, their name? Well, I feel like it's one of those weird relics where, like, Sony Online Entertainment was like making games for like PC or non-Sony consoles. Like. Speaking of making games for PC, in our uh, Phil Spencer interview unlocked, he. Uh, Ryan mentions that Phil Spencer worked on Microsoft Encarta. Wow. Do you remember that? But, yeah, but, like yeah. the CD-ROM encyclopedia? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's where he started out at Microsoft. It's so cool. All right, that was the April 1998-ish of GamePro. Um, I wanted to play two games today, but we're going to play Video Game 20 Questions first so that we are sure we have time for that. And if Tina still has time at the we'll end, get it fast. we'll play another game. Oh. Um that brings us to video game 20 questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Billy in Toronto. Let the questioning begin. 
Do you do you can you eat things in this game? Um, no. <laughs> that was an interesting one to kick off with. It's not Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never be Animal Crossing. How do you know that you can't eat things in this game? You know you're, that. Are, you're asking me? Yeah, second time. I just want to burn a second question. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Okay. That means it's probably not an RPG. Oh, well, hold on. Hold on, actually. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> you got to put that thumb down. You might drink something. But it- <laughs> is drinking eating? That's that's the question. No, it's so, not. No, it's it not the question. <laughs> Drinking this, is eating. Um, it sounds like you're a game where you eat or fish. <laughs> All right, so fish, it could be. Do an fish RPG drink? Then. Yeah, do fish drink, Damon? <laughs> do crabs think fish fly? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just had that loaded, ready to go. <laughs> I don't remember. I heard that somewhere. I don't remember where, but I heard it somewhere. All right, we'll we're not making this go faster for Tina. Okay. Eating, yeah. eating is not definitely not a part of this game. There may be drinking, but it's like not a major mechanic or anything. <laughs> Do you oh, play as okay. a human? Yes, you're a human. Wow. No time to eat. <laughs> uh, is this from after 2000? No. Is this, a, is this a 16-bit game? No. Is this a platformer? No, that's five. Uh, did this come out on a optical disc-based medium? No. Oh, a cartridge. Is this Was a handheld game? Is it a handheld game? No. Is this an arcade game? No. Uh-huh. Is it a Nintendo 64 game? Yes. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and it's probably from 2000 because he answered that so weirdly. It's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, was this game developed by? Was this game developed or published by Nintendo? No, that's ten. Is this a licensed game? No. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good one. Is the company still around that made this game? No. <laughs> was the company that made this game Japanese? No. Uh, <laughs> wait. Okay, so it's an N sixty four game made by a company that's out of business that's not in Japan and that mm-hmm. and it's not a platformer. Was mm-hmm. it well received? And you maybe drink things. Yes. <laughs> well received. Oh yeah, I forgot about the drinking things thing. But it's not part of the main mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know for sure if you drink something. I I think we could probably get this. Um I'm just thinking like, you know, the sporty games we've all been talking about, like excite whatever i was gonna try to go down the sports angle or like a racing angle or something but you don't drink anything you might mm-hmm. maybe like in a cut <laughs> scene or something in an animation maybe yeah yeah like gatorade is this, yeah is this, a, is this a sports or a racing game no yeah because he was saying it is a mechanic but it's not like a core mechanic is how mm-hmm. i interpreted that I don't Are think we spending I... too much time on this detail? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited for the drink reveal. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can hardly think. Like it's all I want to know. Um, it's, the, the fact that it's well received is like, you know, probably a pretty good note. Mm-hmm. It could be like uh it could be it could be like, well, I don't know. Never mind. Is it a side scrolling game? No. Is it a first person shooter? Yes. <gasps> so Turok. It, it's Turok, I was thinking, yeah, or uh yeah. Yeah, so wait, so, okay, so, you know, obviously not Goldeneye, because Rare's still around. 
It's not yeah. well. Turok's no. Hold on. I don't know if Damon would know this, but Turok's a license. That's true. Damon would know that. Does Damon know that? <laughs> Is that your question? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Damon. Damon would know. Damon would know. Um. Okay. Uh. Okay, and it's not so, Shadows of the Empire, which is kind of first person-y. Yeah, so what other first person do we do we say shooter or first person game? Shooter. Shooter. Okay. So, you know, yeah, Turok, Shadows of the Empire, Goldeneye. Shit. And Perfect Dark and Goldeneye <laughs> are Dark. did we say they're not made in yeah, Perfect Dark. So they're not made in the United States. Yeah, but the developer's out of business and the game was well received. I thought we asked if it was made in Japan and he said no. Yeah, yeah, not in Japan, but 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 rares so, in England. Yeah, but it's not. But it, the, the the another question was that the developer is gone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's, it sounds like a claim in Turok, right? It does. Do you are, are there dinosaurs in this game? No. He would have corrected the license thing. I know. When we brought it up. Um. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. Oh, I don't know, man. Not being licensed is throwing me off too, because they're all they were you know, all the good ones that I can think of are licensed. There's Doom sixty four. There was Doom sixty four, but the was that maybe maybe that was made by Midway, not by id, you know, yeah. so they're gone. Yeah. Um was this game uh how, Or is there have, a current gen edition of this series? That's a good one. Go for it. Is there okay. a current gen edition of the series? Yes. Oh shit. <laughs> Okay, and that's it, right? That's it. it yes, you have to guess. <laughs> is this Doom sixty four? Yes. Do that? Yes. Okay. It is Doom sixty four. Wow! Nicely job. Thank goodness. Um, everybody. And Doom sixty four is also available on current gen consoles. We played I, that at, at our desks. Remember? Yeah. We put it mm-hmm. in the the sixty four there. Yeah, I it was confusing. Sixty four. Yeah, I, I really wanted to them. play the the re release. That was my first. That was the first Doom game I played. Um, and so, like in Doom Eternal, you drink health potions that will overclock That's, your health, right? You step, yeah. you step on them. What are those? What, what do you do? What do they do in Doom Eternal? The little potions. They They're just give for you health. health. Yeah. Okay. But there's so, also so. health packs that are like boxes. Yeah. yeah there's health also like med packs and then health, like blue health potions. Yeah. That he, I assume he drinks. There's an imp- <laughs> there's an implication when you run over them that yeah. like they're being drank. <laughs> now that I have the music off, I'll listen for a gulp. <laughs> yeah exactly maybe it just sort of seeps in through the bottom of the soles of his <laughs> shoes and then into his skin <laughs> yeah exactly um all right i want to try one thing real quick can you see this yeah yeah you see this okay yeah, yeah. okay uh you guys do you, do you know five second rule yeah, yeah. You know, i mean i know what it means when you drop food on the ground not that one the uh the, like trivia game the quick yeah. thinking game <laughs> no we only know the food one <laughs> <laughs> Like, since we've all been sheltering in place, my wife and I have been, like, calling friends and playing games over FaceTime. Yeah, same. And a really fun one is called Five Second Rule, and we actually got this idea from Ellen. She plays it on her show. And this is where I'll, I'll give you, I'll ask you to name three things in a very specific category, and you have five seconds to do so. So, like, oh my God. For, for example, I won't time you. Sam, name three Nintendo characters. All right. Mario, Zelda, Link. Okay. But in the game, you have five seconds to do it. My brain's oh. not wired this way. When I'm, like, <laughs> prompted... <laughs> If you were like name a video game, I'd be like, I can't. I know exactly. Yeah, like on the on the spot, I'll be deer in headlights. Like, what video game? Well, <laughs> that's what your we, first four seconds are for. So we've only got a few minutes. We've only got a few minutes. Let's just see. Let's just see how we can do here. Sam, 
uh, and I'll give you like a, a one or two second head start because I know there's a little bit of a delay here. Sam, name three arcade games. Okay. Zybots, uh, Arkanoid, uh, Pong. <laughs> yeah, I think you got. I think you got Pong right at the end, right there. So yeah, it's tough, right? That's just. That's yeah, it shoot. is really hard. Uh, Justin, I'm looking at three right now. <laughs> You're cheating. <laughs> Justin, name three Capcom games. Uh, 1942 Street Fighter Mega Man. Nice. Well done. See, not so bad. Good. All right, Tina, you ready? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> name three RPGs. Uh, Final Fantasy something, uh, Dragon Age something, uh, Mass Effect something. Nice. <laughs> You did it. <laughs> Two Bioware. <laughs> Those all work. Uh, Sam, maybe maybe uh, making them all video game themed makes it too easy. Sam, name three video game consoles. Uh, Jaguar, Saturn, Dreamcast. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Justin, name three launch games. Uh, Super oh. Mario 64, Super <laughs> Mario World, and Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> That's good. That's tough. Yeah, that was a good one. That's really good. Uh, all right, one more. One more. Tina, name three games released in 2019. Oh, boy. What year is it? Um, I forget everything that came out last year. <laughs> See, this is Deer in Headlights. It came out last year. I what only came up with game Control. Of the year? Control, yeah. yeah. I went for Game of the Year to remember our whole yeah. process. Yeah, I would have failed that I failed one. that one. <laughs> That's a tough one. When did Red Dead come out? <laughs> All right, Damon, I'll do it with my hand. Ready for you? Ready? Okay. Yeah. Name name five non-human protagonists in games. Uh, Yoshi, and uh, Fox, and Gex. Done. Okay. Nice. You got it. Did I make it? Well, you, okay. you said name five though. Well, oh, sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yoshi, Fox, and Gex. <laughs> anyway, that game is totally fun to play with friends over Facetime, especially when you open it up to like any sort of trivia uh and he asked people like name three 80s movies name three 90s alt rock songs it's totally fun the thing is the more you play the more you linger on the last things that people were saying and then your yeah. brain is just crowded with garbage yeah it's great <laughs> it's great all right um that's about all the scoops we have for you this week thank you justin thank you tina thank you sam remember everyone out there you can reach us at the email address gamescoop at ign.com everybody uh keep your chin up stay home stay safe and we will see you guys next week I like music and video games.
it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.